Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. one therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God and not only that but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. In this place that we have read, we see faith. We see peace. And we see access by faith. And we see grace in which we stand. And then rejoice in hope of the glory. Amen. So faith brings our justification gives us that credit that pass to stand before God why because our trust in what Christ did his death on the cross the covenant of the blood the forgiveness of sins when we confess and release ourselves to him that now has given us that justification to stand and that now has reconciled us and is our peace. So that anger of God, the wrath of God, that sin would have brought, the punishment for sin, for the soul that sins must die. So this death, now I'm talking about the death of relationship, of access to God now. I'm not talking about that death in sin without Christ that leads to eternal damnation a second death I'm talking about uh, being cut off uh, not having that privilege to come boldly that boldness that courage to come cut off why because of condemnation so now we see what faith brings it brings that peace so we are redeemed from the wrath of God, reconciles us, gives us that citizenship, Abba Father, we belong to him. And then this brings, this peace that we stand, the access now ushers in grace. He said, faith, Said, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Oh my God. So we stand. Grace and mercy, the kiss. Grace, the undeserved favor. 
we are not treated the way we would we deserve it because of what we have done but because of what jesus did liberty that enablement everything we need is given every access we need is given not because we have worked for it or we have lived so righteous to deserve it but because it was just extended to us out of love and all that we did was to believe to trust that is available for us and to receive so the way we are going today is that all this leads to something the faith that has justified us and given us peace to come boldly and the peace that has ushered in our standing the reconciliation the redemption from the wrath of god the acceptance by god through christ has brought us to stand before him this grace that brings us to stand brings joy brings so much joy because the access that we have to the father is that we can communicate is that we have the liberty to say to him as it is is that we have the liberty to you say bring your strong reasons to look at his word and say abba father this is what you said is that we have the liberty to stand deserving worthy to receive and what does that do when we can ask when we can have confidence in the promises that he has promised us and we can base this confidence and this confidence can now create expectations in our heart because we know that he's not angry with us we have been reconciled we have the right to stand that we are standing in Jesus his beloved that we have become his beloved so what does this bring it brings in our heart an expectation that every promise that he's promised us everything that he said every covenant the covenant of the blood the power in that covenant that we read about and that we have trusted and believe that every word that he has spoken we have the rights to expect that it will work for us that expectation in our heart that that vision that we see that everything is possible what we desire is possible because we are in this space we are in his presence and everything that would have held us bound is been taken away because we believe in Jesus we are standing in grace no condemnation we are justified that triggers hope we are talking about hope now we are talking about the source of our hope and we want to distinguish to separate the common hope that everybody we talk about in everyday sentence we use it oh i hope that you're fine 
Oh, I hope that um, I'm going to this place, but I hope that they are not closed. Oh, hopefully it's English language and we use it every day. So, but what's the difference between just feeling optimistic? What is the difference between, you know, that state of mind that is based on, you know, expectation of positive outcome? Just general, I'm just optimistic. I'm, I'm just hopeful. That we use every day, we hear every day, we use in our sentences. What is the difference between that and the hope of a believer? When a believer says, I rejoice in hope. We saw it here. When he read, he said, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. All these things now lead to us rejoicing in hope. The difference is that the hope of the believer, hope for the believer, for us who believe, is not just optimism, it's not just general, you know, expectation. You just have an expectation in your heart that is, there's going to be positive outcome. When they say positive thinking, it's good, positive thinking. But what we are talking about, when we talk about hope, remember that we said, I would have lost heart, mm. except I had believed to see. Mm. And that belief is that I had hoped to see. I would have lost heart. And he said, except I had hoped to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I would have lost heart. That was not expression of, oh, I hope it's not going to rain today. Mm -mm, not that kind of hope. Oh, I hope um, I hope um, he will be there when I get there. No, that's not the general hope. But this hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. The confident expectation of what God has promised. And the strength of this hope is that God is faithful. That's the difference. It's not general floating hope of optimism and expectation that that outcome is going to be positive, which is okay to have. But this is a deeper sense, a deeper knowledge. This is not an emotion. This hope is not an emotion, but hope will trigger emotions. Because hope will trigger the emotions of, you know, Courage. That emotion, that emotional state of confidence. And then hope will block some emotions of fear, anxiety, all those things. But we need to know the difference between the general commonplace use of the word hope and this hope that is a barrier against losing hearts. This hope is the confidence in the promise of God. 
this strong confidence in the word of God. Your trust, your belief that because God has said it, that faith in God and the strength of this hope, this expectation, the strengths, what gives it foundation, what makes it unshakable, what makes it productive is that it is based on God's faithfulness. You know that God will not fail. You know that that situation is not beyond God to solve. You know that there is nothing too difficult and this one will not be difficult. You know that the person in which you have based this hope on, the person who gave you this promise is not man. He's not going to die tomorrow. You're not going to wake up and say, oh, oh, he passed away in the night. You're not going to wake up and say, oh, there was a sudden coup and the person was overthrown. You're not going to wake up and the person says, oh, really, I had good intentions, but I just checked in my account. Oh, I don't think I can do it. Can we move it? Mm -mm. The strength of this hope is that it is God himself who promised you. The strength of this hope is that he is dependable. He is able. He is capable in all circumstances and that he will not fail. So that's the difference between general expectation, positive optimism, that outcome is going to come to pass. That's the difference between what we just read. The source of this hope that brings the rejoicing we read about is that one, you are justified in your faith in what Jesus did. Is that two, through that justification, which means that you are not condemned, you have now entered into peace. There's a reconciliation. You can stand before God. You can ask him anything. He will hear you and he will answer you. There's a relationship. There's a communication with this awesome, almighty God with whom nothing is impossible. And this God talks back and tells you what it is. By the Holy Spirit, you know the mind of God. You believe God that all things work all together for good. That is why when we read, read down, we, we, they talked about tribulation. How in tribulation you, be, you have perseverance. Why would you persevere? That is when they said, wait for the Lord. I say wait. Why would you wait? Why would you wait? Because you know that it's for an appointed time. It will tarry, but it will not tarry. It will speak. He will come. So in tribulation, tribulation will now produce perseverance. And perseverance will produce character. We read it. What's the character? Solid integrity. You stand unmoved. You stand trusting. The wind will blow. The storm will come. Where people think you should crumble, everything has failed. What is this smile? What is this rejoicing? Hope is a rejoicing because it's not based on the circumstance. It's not based on what is flying around and to, tossing to and fro. It's solid. And that has produced a character. You're trusting. You are courageous. You are confident. You are movable. Solid character. And what does this character produce? Hope. This character produces hope unshakable hope and like we read 
They say this kind of hope will not disappoint. It's the word of God. He said this hope will not disappoint. Why will this hope not disappoint? Because it's not the optimistic um, expectation just based on the whims and caprices of positive thinking. Beyond that, it's rooted in the love of God. That's why they say, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. We have come to understand the love of God. Each and every one of us who trust in God is loved. Loved of God. Yes, God loves everybody generally. But there is a love of God. That's why he said, as many as believe will not perish. But he loved the world. For God so loved the world. But it is those who believe, those who look up, that will not perish but have everlasting life. See, light came and they preferred darkness instead of light. So, that is what we are doing today. To distinguish so that we know that the hope that will bring rejoicing that we talked about. The hope that will bring courage, will trigger courage. That kind of courage that you stand. They say, what is going on? Don't you see? And you stand. You say, God, see it. That kind of hope, the strength of that hope is the faithfulness of God. The confidence for that hope is the word of God, the promise of God. And the hook between these two is our faith. So Father, today we want to worship you. We exalt you. So, so magnifies you. What a privilege to have access. What a privilege to have peace with you. What a privilege that you have redeemed us from the wrath, that anger, oh God. That anger that darkness that covered us, that gulf that separated us because of our sins, that condemnation that we carried. But because of Jesus, because of the covenant of the blood, and because we believed, he gave us grace to believe, gave us the heart to understand, the reason to believe, what Christ did on the cross, it was for us. He bore our sins on the cross. You gave us grace to release ourselves to you, to be Lord over our lives. We want to thank you for such peace, for this reconciliation <clears throat> that we belong to you now. We can come boldly. And in coming boldly, Father, thank you for we stand in grace. We stand in grace, which means we have access to every promise. We have access. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you for the believer. And for as many as you will bring into this fold to believe, thank you for the peace that we experience. Thank you for the grace, the liberty, the unmerited favors, the, the open doors, the mercy. Thank you so much, Father. And we want to thank you for the rejoicing in our hearts that springs from hope. Hope of the glory of God. Hope of the revelation of your power. Hope of testimonies. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you for giving us a new day, a day of rejoicing in spite of what is happening. 
Thank you for hooking us to this anchor, which is you, Jesus, which is your word. And thank you for telling us today that this hope will not disappoint. <laughs> it will not disappoint because you have rooted us in your love. You have spread your love to us and it shed across our heart. Thank you for causing us to receive this love. Thank you for this love is unshakable in spite of the circumstances. It's already shed, it's already rooted. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you for pouring your Holy Spirit. Thank you for pouring your Holy Spirit, which reminds us of this love, which reveals your mind. Holy Spirit who reveals your mind to us. The Holy Spirit who brings this comfort, even as he's giving us this word. The Holy Spirit who triggers the courage by telling us your mind. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for the family of God. Thank you for the assemblage of your people, even in these times, for the sharing of your word, for prayers. We thank you for family. Thank you for our children. We thank you, O God, for your wisdom. We thank you for your interventions. We thank you because you answer prayers. We are thanking you already for intervention. That is the hope that we carry. That is the hope that we carry. That is the hope that we carry, that salvation salvation your salvation your word is working even in these times thank you holy father for in jesus name we have prayed amen so having this as background we remember what we shared that when you have this kind of hope you will see the goodness of god you will see the goodness of god and i was just going through um lamentations this Lamentations chapter 3, this common portion that we read, and I read it again. And he said, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. This is Lamentations chapter 3, verse 24. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. He said, because he is my portion, I hope in him. You see why we had that preamble. He cannot be our portion except he can be our portion through our faith in Christ. It is our faith that appropriates his righteousness to us, that appropriates this covenant to us. And every blessing of this covenant becomes our portion. And it goes on to say, the Lord is good to those who wait, wait, perseverance, we've read about it. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that we, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly. That's what I read today. Hope and wait quietly. Why will you wait quietly? Why will you be quiet in tribulation? Why will you, when it talks about quietly now, it's not talking about silence of shutting our mouths. Be quiet. He's talking about the quietness of our soul, the quietness of our spirit. He's talking about having fed. It's like a, a child, a newborn baby that is crying and panting and feeling uncomfortable and crying and crying. And then all of a sudden, the mother picks up the child and then gives the child breast milk. And you see the child just gulping and gulping and sucking and sucking and sucking. And after that, quiet. When the child is weaned, the mother removes. Meanwhile, in eating, the child slept off. <laughs> we see that image every time. Sucking and sucking and sucking. This child that was crying. Now the child is satisfied. And when the mother looks, 
The child has slept. The mother will just remove the breasts, stop the breast milk. The child is wind. The child is quiet. The child is quiet. That's the kind of quietness that comes in tribulation. The kind of quietness that comes to our heart when we eat and suck and meditate and chew and receive the word in the dosage that will quiet our anxiety and we add trust. So the hope that makes us wait cannot be the common hope of positive thinking that is not grounded in our receiving and believing and trusting that the one in whom we are waiting, hoping on is God himself. And the God himself there is that he's spoken his word. And the strength of that waiting, what will give you the strength to wait is that you know that God is faithful. So we see it. So when we seek him and we have hope, then we wait. And our waiting will be quiet. That is why that quietness, when people see it, it becomes your character. And what that character produces is hope. What that character, that quietness, that trust, what it produces is hope. That's the hope that brings rejoicing. So we see here, it is good for us to hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Because the glory of God will appear. See, in this season, we will see the glory of God. God will be revealed in this season. And so lastly, when we go to Hebrews chapter 10, and that verse 23, he said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. <laughs> hold fast. I mean, hope is something that is so precious. Because when you lose hope, you go into a state of depression. When you lose hope, people that commit suicide are people that lose hope. People that go into a state of depression are people that lose hope. People that the joy is cut off from them is people that lose hope. People that laughter has ceased is people that lose hope. People that see no reason to live. That's why David said, I would have fainted if I had not hoped. So hope is medicine. It affects our attitude. It defeats pessimism. Hope brings satisfaction. So that is what we are taking away today. Hope is the buffer to buffer us against every impact of everything negative, every impact of stressful life. When we know that it's just, this is just for this time, that God is working out our salvation. That is what hope does. So our prayer is that nobody will lose hope. We will keep confessing. That is we say, let us hold fast. Hold on to it. Cling to it because that is the life satisfaction. That is the buffer from stress. That is the buffer from depression. Because he that will come will come. God, the strength of this, our hope, is the faithfulness of God. Not 
The strength of our hope is not that government is going to get it right. <laughs> the strength of our hope is not that, oh, they are going to bring vaccine. Because it is the wisdom of God that will cause them. We pray and ask God to do what he needs to do, what he can do. He said, keep confessing. Don't give up. Without wavering. He said, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. Fantastic. This is Hebrew chapter 10. And I'm reading verse 23. Let us hold fast. Let us hook on it. Let hope not disappear. Let us hold it. God, that is what is going to see us through. We base this hope on our faith. Let us hold fast. Keep confessing it. Keep telling God how faithful God is. Keep telling God that he's God who answers prayers, reminding you of his precious promises. Keep trusting in the covenant of the blood. Keep applying the blood of Jesus and the finished work of the cross. And then we'll see how Christ will be revealed in our circumstances, in our family, in the lives of our children. Christ will be revealed in healings, in comforts. Christ will be revealed. Because, and let us consider one another in order to stay up love and good works. It is only a man who has hope that can spread hope to others. It is only a man who is courageous based on hope, who trusts in the faithfulness of God that can go and give comforts to others. They say, iron sharpened iron. So in these times, what we should trade is hope. I saw something. In fact, now I have stopped clicking all these videos that are spreading all over the place. Except it has to do with something that will stay up hope in my heart. Yesterday, I got one. And it was doctors in a certain hospital in America. I don't know which hospital was that. Doctors and nurses. Doctors and nurses. And the para paramedical, you know, personnel there that lined up in the corridor of a hospital. And the doctor said, let us pray. My heart just joined them in that prayer. I started praying. I started saying amen. The doctor, all of them with their masks. He said, I don't care what people say. I know that it's only God that can intervene in this matter. That was a medical doctor. Talked about their experiences, what they see daily, how it is easy for hearts to fail, how it is easy to lose hope. But this one thing he said he knows that there's nothing God would cannot do. So he wants us to pray. He wants them to pray. And he started praying, asking the Holy Spirit to sweep through the Holy Hospital, the Holy Spirit to bring healing and to help them and to guide them and to grant them peace. To give them faith that they will not lose their faith and to give them peace and strength to continue in their work. He said they are standing in the gap and let them be the light in that hospital. I never saw a thing like that yet. My heart, I cried. I said, Father, thank you. There are people, doctors, nurses, Scientists, even this one's running around to get vaccine. I say, Father, bring people in the gap in these institutes. Let them be people who trust in your power to be the solution, not in themselves to be the solution. That is the only thing that is going to bring healing to the world. Christ must be revealed. Jesus Christ will be revealed. 
So we thank God this morning that our hope will not disappoint. Our hope that we are going to come out as calves coming out from the store will not disappoint. Our hope that we become light in this situation will not disappoint. Our hope that we be the comfort, we be the pieces that people will read because this thing has built perseverance and perseverance has brought character and character has brought hope. And we are rejoicing in that hope. Our confession of faith will cause people to know that there's strength in nothing else except strength that comes from faith in God. This is this season. And Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for touching, beginning from us, individuals, touching our family members, our children, wherever they are, Lord. Strengthen their hearts to hope. Strengthen their heart to rejoice in hope and not to waver. Help us in the government. Raise men to stand in the gap. Raise lights in this situation. Let them know that it's not their strength. It's the strength of God. Let them look up to you for solution. Because solution, like Daniel looked up to you and you solved the mystery. Father, our prayer today, raise men. Raise men who have faith in you. Raise men who trust in you. Raise men whose strength is that you are faithful. Father, that is our cry. In every corner of the globe, let men go back to their knees. Let men look up. Because science has failed. It's only Jehovah God. When grains failed in Egypt, God raised a Joseph. When vision failed in Babylon, God raised a Daniel. Father, we worship you. When the walls came down, were fallen and shame and reproach came, God raised a Nehemiah. Father, we are praying. Raise your people in different places. People who look up to the right place for solution. People who will not trust in themselves and trust in their research. Father, raise men. Like you raise the, you are raising doctors in the corridors of the hospital. You are raising nurses who are going, flying your flag and pleading the blood. Father, thank you. Because I know that you are hearing us. Let your name be magnified today. Thank you for making us strong. Thank you for making us confident. Thank you for making us courageous. Be magnified today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.